Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Here we go. Here we go, here we go, here we go, here we go, this is it. This is Top Flight Time Machine. I am Andy Hotbody Dawson. Sorry. Nicely done. I'm Sam Nitty Delaney. So I just didn't do that stop. No, no. No, I liked it, mate. I liked it. It's a one-off. It's not going to become regular. I'm sorry. It was. Sorry. It had. It had a little. It had elements of jazz, freestyle jazz. It, it to did it, a which bit. I, it was I'm a, a bit, fan of. Uh, no jazz podding. Too no. I went too far. I went too far. I, I'll leave it in, but never again. Mm. Um, this is going to be a, a mailbag delve episode, I think, because we've got a few emails in that we haven't covered for a while, and also we're doing this. Uh, we did this six days ago because we're uh, today as this goes out we are both enjoying some time off from mm. doing this thing you will be in the Isle of Wight I will be well I don't know the weather's pretty good this week I think so You'll maybe be I'll be hammock, in mate. my hammock yeah I can get some hammock and done this week I think but we'll see that's not important so yeah we've got some emails uh, have you got one picked out to begin with not Sam? at the moment no. I mean, uh, you've caught me <laughs> on the hop there. I thought we might do a bit of what I call podcast foreplay. We can, but, we can uh, do. Do you have anything you want to talk about? I can tell you one thing that I've been meaning to talk about uh, mm-hmm. for a while now, and I was reminded of it yesterday. Uh, yesterday was my good wife and I's anniversary, so obviously we went to Runnymede, which is where the Magna Carta was signed, because that's that's the sort of shit that's sort of day trip that you've got to do when it's your 16th wedding anniversary right is Runnymede relevant to your relationship in any way like no. from the format of years no no, no but, go. you know we're fans of democracy do you know what I mean if there's one thing that binds your marriage together that's it's democracy is it a shared love of democracy yeah so Good. we thought well, we'll go to Runnymede right fair enough and um were there many other anniversary celebrating couples there at the same time did you say loads it's, a, it's, yeah. a, it's sort of like a pilgrimage yeah it's for, like for couples um, it's who... like Lewards but for anniversary couples that's it yeah it's, it's like listen without the Magna Carta we wouldn't have the rule of law without the rule of law yeah we wouldn't have marriage which is a sacred institution whereby after going on a you know a number of dates with a member uh, with yeah. someone you love Mm-hmm. You turn around and you say, I want to go into a house of God or mm-hmm. a sort of a court of law yeah. and and have us and have us sort of legally mm-hmm. and spiritually bound permanently until yeah. our deaths. Does that sound like something you'd like to do? Mm. It's quite heavy when you put it like that, but uh yeah. Mm. Um, and of course, I want, without... I want you to just keep on hanging around with me, living yeah. with me, and never looking at anyone else until we die. Until we both die. Does Maybe that sound like fun? In some kind of death pact. Yeah. <laughs> and all of that stems back to the Magna Carta. But anyway, on the way back, 
It's not mm. far from London. It's only in like Parkshire. On the way back, you go along the M4, and there's something on the M4 that I've been meaning to tell you about for ages. I might have told you about it. If if I have, I apologise. But as you are approaching West London through the West London corridor, just as Brentford's Griffin Park looms mm. up, right on the horizon, there is an overpass, mm-hmm. and motorways all around the country have. Um, sort of graffiti that have been written on those kind of overpaths. Very often yeah. it says, you know, free free John or whatever. Do you know yeah. what I mean? Sometimes it's protesting or whatever. Tories out. I don't know. Yeah. This one, as you're approaching West London, my home, mm-hmm. my birthplace, mm-hmm. what's sprayed across this overpass that every visitor, and bear in mind, this is where everyone comes in from Heathrow as well. So pretty much every new visitor into London, it's the first sort of big message they see. Yeah. Someone has sprayed the words, well, the word, just one word, banter. <laughs> yeah, you're now entering the banter zone. Yeah. <laughs> and I just think, yeah, that's fair. You know, yeah. what am I all about? Excellent banter. Of course. It's, and it's what this being pod- from West London. On. Yeah. And so for me, it just felt, it wasn't me who did it. No. What? Was I the inspiration behind it? Possibly one of the inspirations, yeah. It could be a listener to your your uh, now-rested talk radio show. Which it's was been full, banter, full of banter. For, in all of it? my output over the years, yeah. not just that. It's been the one <clears throat> thing that's run through everything from enter through to talk radio and beyond. Right? Your, <laughs> I mean, um, my CD-ROM <clears throat> was known as the most bantankerous CD-ROM in the market at the time. Yeah. Your um your output, your entire career output or oeuvre, as I think they mm, say in France, yeah. is if you like, it's the Magna Carta of banter. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> the the bat the, the banter carta, the banter carta or the ba- Magna ban- banter. Banter ca- I think Magna mag- banter. I think Magna banter's better. <laughs> I might make that <laughs> I might write a book. And there we have there, just right there, we have the title of today's episode. Just appears to us. <laughs> Out of nowhere. <laughs> the Magna uh, Banter. <laughs> One day people are just going to compile transcript every article I've ever written, every transcriptions of every bit of broadcasting I've ever done, yeah. plus all of my tweets and social media posts, it all and compile it all into a fucking massive Magna Banter. And that will sit in the British Library as reference <laughs> for anyone from anywhere in the world uh, as the sort of the key text... Yeah, on banter of the banter era. I mean, you know, yeah. if from time to time I float the idea of changing the name of this podcast because Top Flight Time Machine bears no relevance no to sense. what it's about. Yeah. But I'm changing it to the Magna Banter. Fucking hell, it's tempting. It's tempting, isn't it's it? It's tempting. Yeah, I've never been more tempted. But, uh, but well, it's it's up there. With, it still doesn't quite pick the front runner for me, which is get amongst it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Get Amongst It is the best we've ever come up with, I it think, is, inspired is. by... But then, but then it'll, uh, be, sad. Yes, it'll be a shame to, to lose the title that we've got, even though it means no. Um, I, I think you've told me this this piece of graffiti before. I think you have. But I, I've probably told you as well, my favourite piece of graffiti from when I was growing up was over a, 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 a bridge that went over the Washington Highway, which sounds mm. fantastic and spectacular, doesn't it? It's a, the Washington it Highway. It yeah. sounds like something from America, but no, it's not. Something from just outside Sunderland, and the um, the piece of graffiti just simply read "Penshaw Woolies eat deer." Wow! <clears throat> now the Penshaw Woolies was a gang within the uh, the village of Penshaw, which is Penshaw Woolies was a Pensha gang. Okay, Woolies 
They're the woolies mm. of Pensher and they eat deer. And there are lot, there's lots of farmland around and lots of woodland around, so there probably is deer within that Was that woodland. a boast by the woolies themselves or was I it an accusation it by a rival gang? I think it was. I think it was. It was like, you're not going to fuck around with us because we eat deer. And if we're going to eat deer, we'll fucking eat you as well. Yeah, so, I mean, uh, I think they warned. might have overestimated how unusual eating deer was. I mean, deer is venison. People yeah. eat it all over the place. I mean, the Queen eats deer. I'm not yeah, scared but, of the Queen. But people will, Actually, will no, get it. On. Scratch that from the record. I am scared I of the am Queen, I am very scared obviously. of the Queen and the royal family and the establishment. Yeah, but I think the, but the, the deer itself was acquired from within the woodland. It was it was wild deer that was hunted and slaughtered, I think. It wasn't just picked up from uh, a vacuum sealed pack in Sainsbury's. Yeah, but, they killed um, it themselves, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So pension woolies very much eat deer. I don't know if they still do. The graffiti doesn't exist anymore. I don't even know if the pension woolies still exist. I don't think there's as many gangs around as there used to be of that kind. No, I was it's thinking about it because obviously probably the most, going back to West London, the most famous um, West London gang would have been the Chiswick Salt Patrol in the Patrol, 80s. Of course, yeah. And I was talking yeah. to my wife the other day when we were kids, like out near, um, we went to a sixth form college in Twickenham and mm. out that sort of Direction when you get out of West London down into I think what's Middlesex or Surrey or whatever, there was, there's a place called Witton, and there was a right. notorious which isn't a village as much, but it's sort of a very small town, mm-hmm. kind of a. No offense to anyone who might live in Witton listening, but and I don't know a huge amount about it, but it feels to me like a a real like quintessentially dreary suburb, and mm-hmm. they had a gang when in the early nineties called the Witton Mods, oh, and they yeah. were. Yeah, they were. They really like. Although they were just a tiny town, you kind of like when you heard this in the early nineties. Yeah. Like you know that party. Yeah, be careful because apparently the Witten mods are turning up. To oh, fucking <laughs> you'd hell. like be fucking hell. Yeah, a bit worried you, about this. Did you ever encounter them? Did you ever encounter them directly? Or were they yeah, just I mean at, at our sixth form college, it was quite it was quite a lawless place, despite the fact that you know it being in Twickenham makes it sound quite genteel because people mm. regard that as quite a you know leafy posh area because of the rugby and all of that. It's uh, it was sort of like I don't know, it was like a dumping ground for people from all the local comprehensives that didn't have sixth forms for miles around. Right. So and it kind of was also a place where you'd go if you'd failed all your GCSEs oh, and you right, could yeah, go okay. there and retake them. I didn't take it out my A-levels there. I was one of the cleverer boys. <laughs> but it was like, because it was quite lawless, it wasn't run like a normal school. There was like a lot of, it was one of those places where you wore what you want. There was mm. no kind of official timetable. You just came in for whatever your lessons were. Yeah. The teachers were all known by their first name. Yeah. And it was a bit sort of this and that. The college mm. was a bit this and that, and it was a bit like if you if you turn up, yeah, we'll fucking teach you. If you yeah. don't, can't be can't be asked, mate. Right? Yeah, Which I, went to I responded to. I, I I responded to that really well. By the way, yeah. I mean, I, I that was the best mo. And academically, that was my glory sweet spot. I wasn't very good at school because I, I I don't like rules. I play by my own rules, right? <laughs> and university, obviously, you just fucking dick about because you know by that stage it doesn't really matter, but. When you're at, uh, when I was there, I really responded well to the fact that a lot of the teachers just went, "Listen, I could not give a flying fuck whether you turn up or not, yeah. but if you do, I will assist you in your mm. learning." And mm. I don't know, I just sort of liked that, and I did quite well. But because it had this this and that atmosphere, 
um, a, a lot of like, and it had a huge common room where there was a lot of drugs, both being imbibed and bought and sold. <laughs> Traded, yeah. And it was, it, yeah, it was a honestly, it was a drug trading hotspot for the whole of <laughs> West London, South West so London. Even the non-students would come in and buy and sell their drugs. Yeah, no, no, that's what I was going to say. So the Witten Mods, none of them attended the college because yeah. they were too busy being Witten Mods. That was their full-time occupation, mm. right? Um, and like various other sort of gangs from like all over, they would congregate there to buy and sell drugs mm. and just do whatever. And there would be, there would be, if you were in the common room, there would be almost on a daily basis, there would be an explosion of violence. Yeah. And like, you know, you'd sometimes get involved in playing, everyone would play cards and you'd be sitting playing cards with a group of people you knew. Mm. But then slowly, if you decided to stay there for a few hours, which sometimes you would, but you'd get in there and you'd just fuck off your lessons and just sit there. People mm. would come. The, get, the 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 makeup of the card game would change. So, you know, when your mates would get up and say, I've got to go home or I've got to go to a lesson, someone else would take their place. And if you'd been there for a few hours, suddenly you'd look around and you'd think, fuck, I don't know any cunt in this game <laughs> yeah, anymore. Yeah. Right? And suddenly it'd be like, fuck, I'm, I'm, I've gone from playing with my mates to quite a, a, a lot of quite scary people. Yeah. Who if I lose them, you know, you're paying for like pennies or whatever. If I, if I win money from them, they might beat me up or something yeah. like that well that was work. a good thing because there was like a social fluidity there wasn't there because there you, was, could, yeah. you could drift in and out of different social groups and stuff like that yeah I think that's a mm. good thing I went to a, it, was I went quite, to a similar... it was quite good until you know you did get beaten up until you did get I beaten didn't. up yeah. I was like hello gentlemen I don't believe we met my name is Sam Nifty Delaney I can see you are members of a gang I myself am more of a freelancer I drift between different <laughs> groups here it is my aim to one day become Britain's top journalist, so I will be carefully observing you and perhaps making notes for a future uh, and you feature. Know that actually, despite the fact that I have been reduced to attending this roughneck college, I am very well read and I can elevate all of you if you just only come with me and I can talk to you about poetry and the arts. Yeah, yeah. I went to a similar college to do me a level, Monk Weymouth College in Sunderland. And uh, it it was the same. It was that you, if you turned up, you turned up. If you didn't, they weren't asked, kind of thing. And more often than not, we didn't turn up because it was a ten minute drive from the beach, and the arcades. <laughs> and yeah, we our our levels, me and me mates, were kind of more about getting the highest score on the bomb jack arcade yeah. game than it was about actually learning. But um, yeah, I got a C in English language and an E in law. I just did two ear levels because oh. you're supposed to do three and I just went, I just want to do two and they went, yeah, yeah, all right then, yeah, whatever. All right. Uh, <laughs> three's not going to work for me because of my schedule outside quite, of college. I've, I've, I've put a lot of work into this Bob Jack thing down at the beach, uh, <laughs> eating chips as well. Uh, so uh, I can only make it Don't get me two. wrong, I'm happy to do English language and law. Absolutely. <laughs> I think, you know, I'm, I'm dead, dead on for that. But a third, I, I mean, I'm looking at my, day, at my weekly schedule and I just can't see where the room is for a third A-level at the moment. <laughs> but what I'd done, I'd went there because for the first two weeks of my A-level year, I went to another school, not the school I'd gone to because that didn't have sixth form, but I'd went to another school nearby that had a sixth form. And it was the whole just continuation of school. It was like, you've got to wear a uniform. You've got to be there yeah, at 9 3.30. And yeah, after two weeks, I thought, fuck this. And I, I skedaddled yeah, to college. Bollocks. 
Yeah, I, I I liked it, but there was a lot of a lot of my mates were like more like you. Funnily enough, there was a lot of kids who'd done really well at school, and as soon as we got to fucking college, and it was like there was no laws, they just went completely. Fu- they were just like, well, why? If I don't have to turn up, if there are no consequences, <laughs> then why yeah. would I turn up? So loads yeah. of really clever kids totally fucked up and fell off the rails. Whereas I, I sort of responded the other way. I'd been useless at school, scraped into doing A-levels. You had to basically get like five Cs. Yeah. Fucking got there, smashed it, mate. Good man. Uh, look at you now, doing a podcast with me. Yeah, exactly. Doing a podcast with a monkey man from Sunderland over the, mm. over, over the WhatsApp video service. <laughs> Who has been taught to speak. Yeah. I might do one of those tweets, Andy, when um, next time it's A-level or GCSE results day and say, to anyone who's not doing too well, don't worry, look at me. I didn't do very well, and now I do a podcast with Andy Dawson. A monkey man. That's, of course, known uh, throughout the industry as the Clarkson tweet, isn't it? Is that what it's he does? It's always Jeremy Clarkson that does that. A lot, a lot of celebrities do it, don't they? Yeah. Yeah. And I sort of think to myself, when you see like TV presents do it and stuff, you sort of think... It's a bit like, yeah, what well, look at me now and it's like, but mate, you're just that you're just stumbling around from one <laughs> begging from one T V contract to another. Terrified that one that. day you may not be recognised in Tesco's. <laughs> it's a Jake Humphrey style tweet, isn't it? You can imagine him doing it. Oh, that I mean that's who I thought you were gonna say. I haven't seen him do it, but I I would you lay money on the it. fact that he's done yeah. it every yeah. results day. Yeah. Look at me now. I'm Jake Humphreys, the world's best man. <laughs> <laughs> I have an elite performance podcast. Well, as we're recording this, Gary Lineker has announced his retirement from BT Sports Champions League coverage. He's not going to do it anymore. Um, Fucking legend, because he this, wants oh, to follow Leicester. He wants to follow Leicester around Europe with his kids. That's brilliant. Yeah. Well, good for I you. think it's really good he's taken on a bit of a, um, the just rest sort of attitude yeah. to life. Yeah. Because he's like, I, I, you know, they offered him a contract, and he thought. And I've often thought Lineker's pretty well off, right? Oh god! And I'm thinking, yeah. I mean, I'm sure they're paying him a lot, so it's hard to say no. But he's getting paid low by the BBC plus Walker's fucking and all the other shit yeah. he does. And I'm like, the the uh, midweek Champions League where you have to travel to different parts of Europe is such a pain mm. in the ass as well. And he's just he says, I just want to go and follow Leicester with my sons. I just thought mm. top bloke. As if I didn't love Lineker enough already. He might do, uh, I don't know, he might do like a YouTube channel or something and just put YouTube videos out from when he's around Europe and just get, get monetized that somehow. I don't know. Yeah, uh, he'd be able to do that. That would be a great idea. Crisps while he's doing it. If I see him round Barnes, I'll uh, pitch it to him. Yeah, you do that. If you see him in the media club, is the media club open again yet with social distancing oh, it's well and open, everything? Yeah, I mean, I've only been there once since they relaxed rules. But um, yeah. and I didn't. I don't think I saw any celebrities. But you know, I'll keep a keen eye out for him. Jalapeno. Here's a brief but annoying message to let you know that you wouldn't be hearing this brief but annoying message if you were a subscriber to our Iron Filing Society Patreon offering. For the price of a pint and a St Clements each month, you can get up to four episodes a week, nine months before the rest of the world gets them. Early access to regular episodes. Lots of other marvellous benefits and there's absolutely no adverts or brief but annoying messages like this that will get right on your ticks. Find out more and subscribe now at tftimemachine.com slash iron filings. Jalapeño. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear and t-shirts to those facing homelessness. 
If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Jalapeño. As we're recording this... Saturday, twenty ninth of May. This is the the morning after me going to my first gig post reopening. I was at a gig last night. What was it? I, I went to a I went to a restaurant and had some food, a Mexican mm. restaurant, and then I went to a gig in a pub. It was Mark Fucking Morris, who's the singer of the Blue Tones, doing oh, a yeah. solo thing. Yeah, you know um, him, don't you? I do. Yeah, he's well, your yes. friend. He's my he's my celebrity friend. He's your pop star we went, friend. We went for a meal together, and we got to sit in the roped off VIP area of the rest. No, we didn't. Um, Wait up! Yeah. Isn't he a Brentford fan? Yeah, isn't he from Brentford? He's Bre- so yeah. he'll be excited I think he's a bit about of Brentford, today. But he's a bit of a Liverpool fan as well, I think. So. Oh. But uh, we didn't we didn't talk much football. We talked about the big celebrities. Um, yeah, but he was—he was. He was if it's so if, hard, isn't it, Mark? Don't you find? The thing about Mark is, Mark's solo shows are fucking brilliant because he—he he is ridiculously funny. And is he's he? between songs. So he got good banter. Chat. Well, he's from West London, mate. Uh, he's got the banter. Yeah, he's been under it the banter. It might have been him who sprayed banter because he's from Brentford and it's right it's, as you go through Brentford. There you go, Magna Banter. Yeah, full Magna Banter. No, he's really—he's got a really, really dry sense of humour, and he's just fucking. Even if you're not that asked about his music, he's worth going to see just for his um, for for the crack, as I think they call it. Yeah, and the banter. But uh, yeah, so he's doing but a few solo shows. If he does a homecoming gig, maybe I'll go. And say, oh yeah, but but my name's Sam Delaney. I'm friends with Andy Dawson. You know him, don't you? <laughs> I believe we have a mutual friend. Oh God, yeah, I'll do one of those. <laughs> what? <laughs> but yeah, that was really good. It was great because it was all table seating and everything. Um, like in Goodfellas. Uh, yeah, yeah, exactly. And because like you were marked, did you get to enter via the kitchens? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, we did. We got in before everybody else uh, and hung out in his dressing room and all that kind of thing. But uh, it was, and it was table service, so you wanted a drink, you just raised your hand and they were coming oh. and taking your orders and bringing you drinks. It was lovely. It was really good. It was just really good yeah, to just you, be you able can to do again. that. Have you ever been to the jazz cafe in, in Camden in London? I have not. No. Do it's I look really as though good. someone who might have been to the jazz cafe in no, Camden? No, but it's but although it's called the jazz cafe, it's a famous right. venue that lots of different bands play at. I mean, it, right. it's very loose in terms. I think once upon a time it probably was just for jazz. Now right. you get all sorts. I saw. I've been there a few times, but it's a similar vibe where there's. Take, there's a lower level where you can stand and have a little dance, but then there's a mezzanine <laughs> where you have tables with table service uh, and you can get your chicken in a basket and all oh, that, right? Oh, nice. Fucking great. One night we went there to see Lee Scratch Perry for my mate's right. birthday. Yeah. And um, I was uh, still with the drink and, and mm. the chemicals at the time, and I got <laughs> so excited that after he came off stage, Lee Scratch Perry was just like quite an old man. Yeah. Um, Stuck, like came up he has to come up and through the little restaurant bit on the top level to get back to his changing room right. and I have just leapt up from my chair wild eyed and sweating <laughs> and just sort of grabbed it Lee Mr Scratch Perry 
It's my pal's birthday. Do a photo with us. Oh, and there's a photo of me and my my mate. Just it's it's his worst nightmare. Things like that. He's yeah. like he just well, like you, you you wouldn't if I was with you. I can imagine, I I can imagine being with you and I would do something like that, and you'd be like, that's really annoying. But I love <laughs> doing it, even sober. But when I was drunk, I love doing that. Take a photo with me because you're yeah. famous. Yeah. <laughs> well, you think... love being the subject of the photo, or you love. Approaching no, famous no, people. no! I love jumping on famous people yeah. and saying, "Can I have my photo <laughs> taken with you?" I don't know why. It's a thrill that has never worn off at all. Yeah, right. <laughs> even though, even though I, through my work, I've met many famous people. It doesn't. It doesn't matter. I'm still like, have a photo taken with me. Just That'd be amazing. To the, the status of a wide-eyed fan. Yeah, yeah, I like it. It's like put me on a. Fa- put, I'll put this on Facebook. This will be great. Yeah. So I've got a tremendous picture of my mate who's so the opposite of me in that and most other ways just like hates doing anything to attract attention and yeah would and it just felt painful but i used him as the prop i was <laughs> what like i call a normal stable person oh uh, yeah he's a normal stable person <laughs> um but beyond that he's like actually actively will get a like mini panic attack if he feels that anyone's looking at him in a public oh, place right. sort of thing oh, so it's the okay. other extreme to yeah, me yeah right so fuck those how we've maintained a relationship for so many years but i've used him as my sort of way in because i was like it's his birthday i'm off my tits it's his birthday that's why you gotta have a photo taken with us mr scratch perry <laughs> i mean you know mr scratch perry is a very laid-back man yes but he looks kind of freaked out my mate looks like he's gonna cry but I have a huge, sweating, red, <laughs> delighted face. Like I'm having, it's the single greatest moment of my entire life. <laughs> Which it probably was at that moment. That's how I felt. Yeah. What was Mr. Scratch Perry wearing? I think he sometimes wears a hat that's covered in CDs, doesn't he? Was he, he wearing might have that? Been. I'll, I'll, I'll post the picture <laughs> after this and... Um, I'll certainly send it to you. It won't disappoint. I fucking love Lee Scratch Perry. I think the first time I saw him, I think it was on the tube. I think there was a, a video they'd gone to his studio in the tube, on, on yeah. the tube rather, in the mid-80s. And I was like, who the fuck is this? Who's this, this was, course, man? After he burnt down his original studio, hadn't he? Because he thought it was possessed by satanic spirit or something like that. That piece. That piece. Yeah. Yeah. So... Uh, yeah, we should do a deep dive into Lee Scratch Perry, I think, one day. Yeah, just the that life. Maybe we'd do that history box. Yeah, the life of Lee Scratch Perry. The Wikipedia page of Lee Scratch Perry. <laughs> yeah. Um, well, we were going to do some letters, weren't we? We've pretty much run out of time, though, because... Um, have you got anything I'll tell you, there? I'll you tell you one other thing I was going to say, right? Yeah, just do that. We'll do the letters another time. This is a boring football point. All right. You're interested in a football totally. opinion? It's a football podcast. I wish we had a trailer for this. Dun, 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 football opinions. Well, I right? think we've still got something like that, haven't we? From we used to, we used to do something like that. Football yeah. talk or something like that years ago when it first started. <laughs> Tactics board. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> and it had a run. It had the sound effect of some cartoon characters running really fast. <laughs> Scotland on the tactics board. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, yeah, no, it was uh, someone, I think Declan Rice, who I follow on Twitter. Hello, Declan. Right. Um, <laughs> I'm one of your loyal fans. Yeah. <laughs> we could perhaps have a photo taken together one time. 
I, uh, and he shared this thing of Wayne Rooney taking the piss at Euro 2004 when he was still only 17, 18, something like yeah, that. Do you that remember? It was quite a good tournament, oh, yeah, that. That was Rooney's tournament. Didn't he get injured during tournament. that tournament? He, he got injured and that's why... Or something. That's why we went out. I mean, it's just classic England. We looked like we were going to go all the way because Rooney yeah. was tremendous. I was actually at that game where we... Uh, uh, against France, the opening game. Mm-hmm. And we went 1-0 up. Then we got a penalty, which Beckham missed. And then they beat us 2-1 in the last minute. They got two goals mm. in the last minute. Anyway, <clears throat> they were showing Rooney and how outrageous he was. And they were saying, now, you know, Declan Rice wrote, look, he's taking liberties against, like, Zidane, Henri, Turam, you know, yeah. world-class legends of the game, World Cup winners. And he was just fucking running rings around all of them. And it showed a few other bits. And anyway, it just brought to mind what I'd already been thinking for some reason recently, is that Wayne Rooney, I said this Wayne Rooney's the best player in Premier League history. And they're doing all this Hall of Fame shit, right? With Alan right. Shearer and Thierry Henry. And I don't know who else. I think Roy Keane's gone into it and um, Eric Cantona. But you know what? I don't, it's a bit like, you know, obviously on this podcast, we love Jamie Vardy. We regard mm. Jamie Vardy as probably Britain's greatest man right (laughs) yeah but in a way Rooney is I mean Vardy's a great player but Rooney's a a class above he Mm. suffered from the same thing is that his face didn't quite fit Mm. I mean I know he was a superstar for a period right and everyone the kids loved him and Coca-Cola sponsored him and all the rest of it but he never quite reached those same levels and it's because you know like Jamie Vardy he's like a bit of a rat boy, right? He's like a bit of a rat boy <laughs> who tries to sell you weed outside the pub or something yeah. like that, right? Yeah. Which is, by the way, not a criticism. What I mean is he just seems like ordinary and everyday, but he is not ordinary and everyday. And it's sort of, I don't know, maybe it's... Um, he's not He's not Hello Magazine enough. He, do, he doesn't he's look not like Hello David Magazine. Beckham. He can't be scrubbed up and be made to look gorgeous in a photo shoot. He can't it's like do that, that yeah. And also he sort of, you know, obviously he was a young lad from a, from a sort of fairly rough background. And, you know, as a result, he made the odd mistake, like most yeah. people do, right, um, in his life. And I just feel that they absolutely, the media reveled in mullering him, the way they do with certain yeah. people, the way they sort of despise and hate on certain people. And I just think, you know, Alan Shearer, who's a very self-satisfied sort of a bloke, mm-hmm. right, you know, he's he's sort of like a proto Lampard in a way. He's Lampard mm. before Lampard. He's very much kind of, it's like the fact he was a very filthy player. He's all yeah, about oh, right yeah. and wrong, isn't he? And I always think he's just got. I you know, I think it might have been Noel Gallagher who originally said, he, you know, you know, he would have been a police cadet if he'd not gone into the yeah. football, right? Yeah. And that's true. And he's just like everyone's like, oh Shearer, what a legend, well, legend of the game. Right, and I think Rooney, if you know, Rooney doesn't do this sort of chat, right? But you know, some of these ex-pros, Roy Keane does it all the time. It's like put your medals on the table. What did yeah. you win? Rooney won more than Roy Keane, than Alan Shearer, than Tierra. He won more than anyone, right? Yeah. He's got records for Manchester United and England for yeah. goal scoring and appearances, right? And on top of all of that, what he was to watch in comparison to these other players is. He was just like the dream footballer to watch because he could fucking do it all. Every time Mm. he did shit, it was outrageous. It was the sort of outrageous shit that football fans go to football to see. 
He was an outrageous piss taker of a player. He was, but he, he captained was... England. He captained Man U. He won the Champions League. He won the league, the cup, loads of times. The man was fucking astonishingly good. But and I, I thought, this, why well, isn't he just widely accepted to be the best ever Premier League player? We've said before, though, because he could play excellently in more than one position. So he was sometimes used yeah. as a utility player. And he never really yeah. had an a, a, a absolute nailed-down position. No, so it's hard to say. It, and if he did, then he'd have been even better. He slightly suffered because of that. But, yeah. Uh, yeah, I'm completely with you. I mean, Shearer, for me, if we're talking about having the intellectual or analytical chops for doing the job that he does and gets paid for, fucking hell, punching well above his weight because there's not yeah. very much coming out of Alan Shearer that's worth listening to. Nah. He's sort Ever. of like an, a PE, a self-righteous PE teacher is how I think, <laughs> you know, an unimaginative um, self-righteous PE teacher who probably owns like three CDs. Do you yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. Spotify, yeah. no. I've got, I don't, you, I don't, I'm not really a big music man. I've yeah. got my CDs, right? I've I got used three to like you too until they did that Zoe Roper stuff and I thought that was a bit arty-farty. Yeah. I went off them then. Uh, but I think they've got back on track now, last few years, but I, I ain't got much of the, the recent ones. You know I used uh, to love? And I don't know what's happened to them. The Lighthouse family. I used to <laughs> listen to that after a game to relax. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, so, and I just think you know, but fucking and Alan Shearer was a fantastic goal scorer and scored some great goals. But if you were Rainer and you'd think all those goals that Alan Shearer scored, I scored all goals like that. Plus, I scored goals like Matthew Letizia and mm-hmm. goals like Thierry Henry. I scored every type of fucking goal. The only thing that united them all is that they are all fucking amazing. All of them. <laughs> Yeah, I think they were. I, I can't think of like you didn't really often see Rooney score tappings. Well, he did a few, but he, he scored loads of goals. He scored loads of goals, and he was fucking great on the ball, and he was creative as well. Yeah, um, yeah, he totally and, and right. the, doesn't get that the, that impish piss takenness. It was like we'd all got excited about Michael Owen when he did that goal at France '98. But what Rooney came along was he, he you know, because in that France game that I was just talking about, he played a blinder. Um, probably his best bit was he got the ball when we were already 1-0 up Mm -hmm. and he got it inside his own half and he did some, I don't know who, like Lizarizu or Taram, some sort of like fucking legendary defender. And Mm -hmm. then he just accelerated and all of these fucking France players were chasing, they just couldn't catch him. He got into the box, he was definitely going to score and they just went, a defender just went through him from behind. I don't think that defender even got a red, but they should have done. Yeah. And he'd just done it on his own. And then fucking Beckham missed the pen. Yeah. Also as well, he's also had the balls to take on a complete basket case of a club at Derby and take that job and risk yeah, and any reputation he might build up as a manager. Yeah. You know what I mean? And he's so, minted. So, that he, you know, he yeah. doesn't really... He could easily not be a manager, not work yeah. at all, really. Yeah, he doesn't you know? need that kind of aggravation. But uh, it, could be, it could be on the Robbie Fowler property investment course putting his money exactly into that. he could be doing that <laughs> but he chooses to go and get involved with Derby good club but like well, you say basket I mean, case you're on a hide into nothing thank you for your football opinion I think we're contractually obliged to have a football opinion on once every three months otherwise yeah. we get our it's podcast. really it's not a cutting edge opinion either is it no it's, it's not like Sam's come out and said <laughs> I think the Super League's a good idea or anything like that yeah I've literally just come up with an opinion on a player who retired about seven years ago it's, it's good set, because it works uh, and 
in an episode um, that isn't going out for another six days because you know they're gonna yeah go it's off, timeless. It? It's-, it's like I don't think this is gonna make like headlines in the mail and stuff like that. Football pundit and podcaster Sam Delaney mm. says Wayne Rooney was a good footballer. Exclusive. <laughs> my my mates get really annoyed. I've got a couple of mates who like I I do that West Ham podcast for the Athletic U Irons, right? Yeah. And because of Lazy Fleet Street reporters, right? Mm. Basically, because they need to generate a certain amount of headlines for clickbait every day about every club, right? Yeah. Every Premier League club. I say, I don't know how many people listen to my West Ham podcast. Um, I don't think it's the biggest West Ham podcast by any means, right? Um, but they will take quotes. Someone oh. on the papers will take quotes, right? Yeah. And then they'll go, West Ham should sign whoever, right? Tammy Abrams. Um, and it just says, Journalist, or sometimes it says something like top journalist or something like that because it's clickbait, right? Yeah, yeah. So it'll course. make it sound like someone who's really in the know mm. has sort of broken a story. And I've got and a couple of just, mates yeah. who are so addicted, they're dads who are so bored, they're sat in the toilet fucking looking, refreshing the West Ham news page non stop <laughs> during the whole transfer window, right? Because that's what <laughs> blokes get addicted to, right? Yeah. And they see it at the top of their News Now feed. And they're like, whoa, fucking hell, what's this? And then they click on it. It's like, they click on it and it goes through and it says, speaking on the UIN's podcast, <laughs> journalist Sam Delaney said, and they're like, oh, fucking hell. <laughs> and they become livid, <laughs> which obviously I love because then they get in touch with me and abuse <laughs> me for it as if it's my fault. <laughs> not my fault. I'm it's not saying my fucking... opinion is important or relevant. I'm just got... saying it. You've got thousands of opinions. You've got thousands of things that you see on this podcast that none of it gets picked up by the they, fucking the media. They make no fucking sense. The, the I MSM. haven't put any thought into them. I can't back yeah. them up. They're that, just brain farts. <laughs> if there's one thing you know about me, just beyond my knack for banter, it's that the shit I say is meaningless. Yeah. That's yeah. what I'm famous for. Of course. And then we've just had... Another 36 minutes of it. And th- there it is. Mm. It's gone. We didn't get to look at any letters. We tried to. Oh, well. But we didn't get there. So we'll save that up for next time. We, we're we desperate to put something out. Because uh, we want to have a holiday. Yeah. So uh, we'll be back after the weekend with more up-to-date stuff. Maybe you'll have some stories from the Isle of, Isle of White. Maybe you'll oh, have I'd some think stories so. from I'd the like hammock. I think so, yeah. I'm, I'm planning on going on a steam train, so that alone oh, should provide us a bit of I'm going to try and get out and about somewhere during this week off, so I'll try and generate Do you think you'll go back on content. a canal boat this year at any point? I'd love to. I'd love to. Maybe in the summer. Yeah. We'll see. But uh, Maybe new adventures. Who knows? Who knows? Yeah. That's it from this one. We'll be back in a few days with more stuff. Uh, Fight to the death for democracy. (laughs) Our forefathers died for our right to vote. (laughs) And podcast. Podcast.